This is the forgetting. Even with my family now, I just I just want to be more by myself, and uh, and I'm comfortable with myself um, because I know that's the new me, and a lot of people aren't used to the new me. We don't want your pity, okay? We want your love and understanding, and we want your fight. Not so much your fight for me, but your fight for you and your kids and your grandkid. Helping people understand that, but I'm not opposed to you using your strategies, Greg. You're, <laughs> I would not get in the way there. Okay, well, all right, well, that's good then. Have we met before? <laughs> A few times. From WCAI Studios in Woods Hole and from the Park Slope neighborhood of Brooklyn, New York, this is The Forgetting, a podcast about dementia. I'm David Shank, author of the book The Forgetting and creator of the Living with Alzheimer's film project. With me, as always, is my close friend, my brother, uh, our co-host, Greg O'Brien, author of On Pluto, Inside the Mind of Alzheimer's. His book has that subtitle because Greg has early onset Alzheimer's, and he's committed to reporting his experience for as long as he possibly can. That's why this podcast exists. Greg, it's been a couple months since we have talked on the air. This is our first episode of season two. Thank you to WGBH and to WCAI for putting us on for another season. Hopefully we can uh, keep this conversation going in interesting ways. Um, how are you feeling, Greg? Well, we're on season two, so I kind of reminded of Richard Nixon, you'll have me to kick around some more. So that's a joke. You haven't laughed. Um, I'm, I'm laughing. Get you I'm, laugh la- I'm laughing inside. Well, you're laughing at me, not with me. So, as my mother would say, <laughs> um, the it, it's it's tougher as, as you and I have talked about. Uh, you know, you 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 have a, a limited bandwidth. Um, God, the universe. I call it God. We've talked about this before. Is given me that cognitive reserve, but it's 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 winding down more. I had a long talk with uh, good friends of mine who run the uh, Alzheimer's Family Support Center on Cape Cod, Molly and Melanie, Molly uh, uh, Purdue and Melanie Braverman, and um, because they've noticed that um, I'm withdrawing more now, less of myself. I have my battery is is going down, so I'm still able to know that I, I have a little bit of battery and then I, I, I put all my effort if I have to meet with someone and then I'm dead after, uh, I shouldn't use that word dead, but um, <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. And uh, I want people to laugh, so it's okay if you're listening to laugh because the great Bugs Bunny once said, don't take life too seriously because nobody gets out alive. All right, so where was I? Um, <laughs> you were talking about where, how you run out of energy quickly and, and once you've oh, yeah, had one. And, and then... The, the the other thing is the um, depression takes over, right? And uh, um, and and that's you know fighting the demons and just wanting to give up. And then um, I have to write everything down now. There's there's 
the, my short-term memory is people say, oh, you knew that. Well, I knew it because I freaking wrote it down. Right. And uh, uh, everything I have to write down now. And what's happening is is um, I have something I want to write down. Often by the time, and this really pisses me off, uh, our producer Sean is here. Can I use the word piss? It's you kind can. of a urinating word. <laughs> and... Um, and and I I uh, I forget in an instant what I was going to write down, and I know it's critical. And I'm um, I'm thinking now because part of this podcast is about strategies. I, I don't want to complicate my life, but getting a small hand recorder, and in the instant recording it, so then I could play it back and write it. And one of my doctor friends said that that's true. And and then. Um, you know, it's, 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 again, even with my family now, I just, I just want to be more by myself and, uh, and I'm comfortable with myself, um, because I know that's the new me and a lot of people aren't used to the new me. And so I always try to, I'm probably going on and on. So, but, um, I, I I'll end with something funny. So I, I, oh, the other thing too, I need to tell you. So I, what people are going to notice in this season is I'm going to jump around more, but Bugs Bunny, okay? So um, uh, the, the, I, I have no feeling now, basically, in my feet to my knees. It is neuropathy, but doctors have also told me it's brain signals not connecting because it's all related. And now, in the last couple months, I've, I've, I've uh, felt more numbing of my hands and my arms. And... Uh, I'm just uh, scared shitless that mm. I'm not going to be able to write. So mm. Mm. that's not so good. Yeah. Um, but I, I've noticed that more and more. But so I'll end with something funny. Um, so everyone, um, because Alzheimer's has nothing to do with how you look. And like you, God bless me with good looks. And, and you know, that's the way it is. Um, so deal with it, David. And uh, <laughs> so people will say... Um, Oh, you look so good. So what I say right now is, yeah, I, 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 this is a Catholic joke. My wife took me to Lourdes and they dunked my head in the pool and everything's okay now. I got the cure, <laughs> which basically <laughs> says F you. And um, so having said that, I should turn it back. I, I have some other things, but I'll turn it back to you. All right. Well, there's there's a lot to unpack there. I I. One of the things I wonder about is, I, you know, you and I have spent a lot of time together, and you're you're a very social person. You thrive on being with other people, and other people thrive on on being with you. And and you're you're kind of mayor of of, of your community in Cape Cod unofficially. It's just it seems like the whole world around there revolves around you when I'm when I'm visiting. So I wonder with with these steps down that you've taken in your abilities you said you're withdrawing are people withdrawing from you as well because they're becoming less comfortable with with what you are or do you find that your uh, most if not all of your uh, support network is still there for you um that's that's a good question i think it's a, a mix of both because as i withdraw more people read that i don't want to talk and but some people will break through that and come over and say, "Hey, it's Sally. It's it's John." And that's the nice thing about a small community like Cape Cod. And we've talked about it before. I, I hate cliches, but it does take a village. 
and um, and and so the, but the other thing I'll do is I forget if we've talked about this before, but if I have to go into a room with a lot of people, it scares the crap out of me because I can't I can't carry the conversation or because it'll probably be after I had to be in a situation where I had to and my battery is gone. Right. And because there's only, you know, I don't have an Everlast anymore. Um, and there's, there's no Energizer Bunny in me. And so when I go into a room, immediately before I enter, I look for the exit door and I go in and I work the room like the senator from Cape Cod. And then I walk out the door and, and all the dumbasses in there think everything is fine and, and I'm just you know, doing good, but I'm outside talking to myself or being by myself, but I'm doing it because I, 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 I and, and I'm speaking for all the millions of people with Alzheimer's. We don't want your pity, okay? We want your love and understanding and we want your fight. Not so much your fight for me, but your fight for you and your kids and your grandkids. And until, you know, we got we got the Congress now that's not doing as much as it did before. We, we have, uh, uh, you know, other mental health and mental illness uh, um, areas that aren't doing much work anymore. And we need to strip away um, the stereotype of Alzheimer's, dementia, mental illness, depression. I said I have depression. And, and because all of a sudden people think you're radioactive. Yeah, and and, um, and the stigma that's, too. That, that's that's that, and the stigma and and so my fight, Bugs Bunny again. My fight um, is for my children and my grandchildren. I'm going to be blessed in a couple weeks with a second grandchild and ah, but for for everyone else who's listening for their children and their grandchildren because uh, that's the we in all of this. If there were ever a bipartisan disease that uh, respects no gender, no race, uh, no preference, um, no uh, economy or economics or demographics. It's, it's Alzheimer's. And when you look at all the hate in the world today and, and, and you look at that all the turmoil and political battling, this is one thing that can bring us all together. And um, yeah, I'm committed to that for as long as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's such a, a valiant and important fight. I, I want the record to reflect that I, you gave yourself a promotion there. I called you the mayor of Cape Cod, and you, you pretty quickly raised yourself to senator. So maybe by the end well, of this I conversation. Well, I may be president next week because yeah. I forgot that. So Maybe, it'll be, maybe it'll be president. I, sure. Exactly. Emperor. Yeah. Lord, yeah. Lord. and You're no. not going to hear me. You're not going to hear me say God because I'll get hit by lightning. I know better. So we'll, we'll stop short of that. But any other title you want, just. Go ahead and grab it. You know, I don't know okay. if you caught the, uh, the the Democratic debate last night. Um, it was the third. I caught some of it. It was the third one, uh, and there was an actually an Alzheimer's stigma moment, um, which which I, I yes. think is, is worth talking about. Uh, you know, Joe, 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 Joe Biden, Biden is 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 right. is, uh, is uh, I think the oldest person running, and there's been some questions about his whether he's uh, a little bit on the decline, which I think it's it's fair to say that he is if you've observed him right. you know, closely over the years, as so many of us I have. mean, you could probably say that about Trump, too. So I'm well, a guy in the middle politically. That's, so. and, and I'm not, I'm right, and, and I'm not trying to turn this into a political talk. I'm, I just want to tell this story quickly because 
uh, Julian Castro, who is one of the younger people running, really, his seemed to want to just absolutely <laughs> ram right into the candidacy of Joe Biden last night. And he decided to to say some pretty tough things. And, and he actually decided to orient it around the concept of dementia because he... Uh, he he jumped in uh, at some point and said, "Joe, are you are you forgetting what you said two minutes ago?" And and he repeated it a couple times. And the audience, by the second or third time he repeated it, the audience was not with him at all. They did not like this young man bullying this this elderly man over the concept that he might be that he that he might be slipping in his memory. Turned out, Julian Castro was also wrong on the facts. So. Uh, so it yeah. really it really backfired in all sorts of ways. But I thought just in, on the subject of Alzheimer's and stigma, I thought it was interesting that he number one that he decided to use Alzheimer's as a as a or the concept of dementia as kind of a bludgeon uh, to put someone down to put someone down. And instead of doing the opposite, which is what you and I have been talking about, which is to to use it to have com- compassion and, and empathy for for people. And then secondly, I thought it was interesting that it really clearly did not work. It backfired. And I thought, if anything, that's a good sign that people don't want yeah. to see that sort of behavior towards people who, I, who, I, I who might be on that, the decline a little. I, I, I saw that on um, CNN last night, because so, I don't sleep at night, and they kept playing that back. And the good thing was the reaction from those in the uh, you know up on the podiums and and in the audience that was encouraging, and Castro may be the greatest guy. I don't know anything about him, and hey, I, I made my share of mistakes. But what he said le- that last night was a mistake. Um, he he went right for the dementia card, and he's a smart guy. He knew exactly what he was doing, and um, you know what upsets me is okay, which is what I'm fighting against all right you know alzheimer's took my grandfather my maternal grandfather my mother my father my paternal uncle and i have it now with the brain scans and all of that and um it doesn't mean that um you you have to give up the ghost and what i took out of that is he's saying okay you're having a memory problem so you're unqualified i don't know if this is true or not there was talk about Ronald Reagan having Alzheimer's in the White House, and I don't know enough to say whether that's accurate enough, but I do know enough from Dr. Rudy Tanzi at Harvard, MIT, uh, yeah, Harvard, and uh, Mass General that this is a disease that can take 20 to 25 years to run a slow course, and uh, the pathology can start when in your 40s, and I was blessed, I so to speak, because I got an early diagnosis probably 10 years before because of serious head injuries. But life can go on, and Castro's comment I thought was very insensitive, and it really upset me by saying, uh, Joe, you're damaged goods. Well, I happen to like Biden, and he's a smart guy, and, and you know we all go through things. But if that's true about Ronald Reagan... Um, when he was in the White House in the early stages. Um, I'm okay with Joe Biden where his head is. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. I had the same reaction. And, and as I said, I think the audience uh, in the room had that reaction. And from what I can tell on the media, it seems to be pretty universal that it was, that it was not only insensitive, but uh, it, was, it was a mean thing to do. And it was, it was really the opposite of what we're 
we're seeking here, which is uh, more understanding and empathy. And, um, you know, everyone walking this earth has has abilities and they have uh, they have some also some some flaws and some disabilities. We, we, we all have our demons. We all have our and, demons. And I'm I, I'm Pluto is a book not just about Alzheimer's. It's about living and sometimes living with your demons, and and prevailing over your demons. And when someone puts someone down, like Joe Biden, because he forgot something, um, we need a course correction here. Yeah, I can actually speak a little bit to the to the Ronald Reagan question, just for in case people are wondering, since you raised it, because I did some research on that for for my book. Reagan, first of all, Reagan was hyper aware of dementia because he'd had so many cases in his family, and he he used to crack a lot of a lot of jokes, not mean spirited jokes, but more self self uh, lacerating jokes about the possibility of getting dementia. He had some some kind of you know some of those warm uh, folksy jokes that that he used used to joke would would center around dementia, and. He he may have had a, a little bit of faltering uh, in the very very last stages of his of his presidency, but it didn't. It's it's pretty clear that th- there was no cover up or anything. He was able cognitively to to perform his duties, even if he you know may have had some uh, a little bit of short term memory uh, issues here or there. And the real the real uh, you know symptoms started to uh, unfold after he left office, and that's pretty well documented. And and and, and, and f- it, go ahead. But no, I think you're raising a good point. Um, once you take your foot off the accelerator, so again, I don't I don't know the answer, but let's say that patho in his pathology that Alzheimer's was starting because the math would work in favor that when he was in the White House. But as I try to do, he was hitting the accelerator, moving forward. Once you kind of give up the ghost a little bit and take your foot off the accelerator and don't exercise your mind and your body. You slip back and, and you saw, and again, I cut up a frog in high school, so I'm, 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 I, I know nothing about medicine, but I'm just suggesting that um, when you stop or, or stop with the ability of moving forward, you drift backwards. And that's what, what scares me about this disease. And scares me about where I am. Well, another interesting point to make about about Reagan, since we're talking about the timeline and the disease, is that you know the the you're, you're right that the disease creeps up very slowly and for a long period of time and for a long long time before it can be diagnosed or, or even noticed by anyone, including the individual. But even once you start to experience the, the early symptoms of Alzheimer's, we're not talking about a disease that affects judgment for a long, long time. We're talking about a disease. That first affects very specific abilities, like the, like the ability to to form a new memory. That's not a judgment question. So you can have you can be the same person with, with extraordinary judgment. You can be making the same degree of you know logical decisions. You can be executing your 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 plans going forward, and that's all different from being able to form new memories of. Of, of things that are that are happening to you, which is kind of in that very first uh, round of of symptoms that we see with the disease. Yeah, and and it's all for anyone listening who's concerned about themselves or family members. 
it's all about strategies and, and learning about strategies and, and um, you know, which I try to write in Pluto, but look at all of these other uh, doctors around the country who are coming around saying the same things. It's, it's uh, exercising the brain, exercising the body, pushing yourself, pushing yourself, um, trying to get sleep when you can, diet. And because, um, there, hey, there's no cure, folks, right now. Um, you, you know, you can't uh, you can't remove a brain. Right. Hey, right. on that note, I because I, I, I don't want to bring the audience down. I want to bring them up. And I think humor. I fight Alzheimer's and faith, hope and humor. And can I tell you a real time? Um, and I just got the OK from Sean anecdote that happened to me recently. Hit me. It, all right, okay. So I don't know if people may know this woman. Um, she's a very reverend, uh, Tracy Lynn, and she's former dean of Trinity Episcopal. I have notes here I'm reading from, so I'm cheating on you, okay, uh, David? And I checked this out before you came, so you're just going to have to deal with it. But because um, for anyone's listening, David has said you can't use your notes in your laptop and I'm going WTF, David. Well, no, <laughs> no, that's that not anymore. that's not quite fair. But what but what I've said to right, Greg okay. is that I want people to know that I, I want people to know when you are using your notes because I want people to to hear what it sounds like when you're when you're working from notes, and I want people to also hear what it sounds like when you're working without your notes. And I just that's just a way of people understanding kind of where you are in this disease, and it's it's all about. Uh, helping people understand that, but I'm not opposed to you using your strategies, Greg. You're, <laughs> I would not get in the way there. Oh. Okay. Well, all right. Well, that's good then. Have we met before? <laughs> A few times. All right. So uh, this very, and people could Google her. She's real life. Uh, very Reverend Tracy Lynn, Dean of Episcopal Cathedral in Cleveland. And um, she's become a good friend. She was uh recently on a 60-minute segment about, um, if I get, I've got my notes, this is where I am referring, frontal, lobe, frontal temporal dementia, and um, 60 Minutes did it, CBS did an excellent um, show on her, and I saw it, so we stay in touch, and in the summer she comes to her, uh, to the Cape, you know, with, with, with her, her, her spouse, uh, her partner, Emily, and um, so uh, we get together for coffee, and this was, last month we were supposed to get together and she called me numerous times and she she may be well we may be equal on the memory scale but this day I was way behind it and I forgot that um we're supposed to have coffee so she texts me and says this is on the cape I'm at the coffee place and I said oh am I allowed to say shit I guess I just did go for it oh shit and um and I said, my God, I got to I gotta get going. So I told, because i do not not allowed to drive anymore, so I told Mary Catherine, you have to drive me, my wife. And I raced into the shower and um, was in the shower, and I said, okay, I, I got to call this woman and tell her because she's got dementia, so she, that's not good. And um, so I'm, I'm out of the shower. I'm dripping wet, and, um, and I say, okay, I got to call her. I got to call her. So now just a word picture. And it's not as pretty a word picture it might have been when I was in my 40s. I'm stark naked. I'll be 70 in a couple of months. So I'm stark naked in my closet, rifling away for clothes. And I said, okay, um, I got I to gotta call this woman and just tell her. So 
I have my cell phone. The good thing is you can put someone's name and it comes up. And I hit the button, Stark Naked. I hit the FaceTime button. <laughs> okay? She's a bishop. She's gay. And, and uh, a wonderful woman. And I'm in the closet, Stark, freaking naked. From the chest up, thank thank God, because with the Irish, it's a bad thing below. But um, that's another Irish joke. So all of a sudden, she's, and you could bleep this out, she comes on, sees me naked, the Reverend Bishop, and she hears me say, F <laughs> I know, Sean, Sean just said, you probably have to X that out. And, and, and then she said, and I said, I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to be a few minutes late. And that's all I, and she goes, well, I, well, I hope you get dressed before you come. So my wife takes me down there. So I, I got out of the car at the car. She gives me a hug. I said, I, 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 you know, I'm stumbling over myself. And she goes, Greg, it's, you know, she deals with dementia. She goes, it's okay. I, I get it. So, so we had coffee and we talked about things about life. We talked about the journey. We talked about the stereotypes are in the moment, out of the moment points of view. And as I told you, I always try to get up for these uh, talks with you. But there are times when Tracy and I are not, are, are not in that place. And, and then we started talking about forgiveness. And, and I said, you know, by the way, I, I, I'm horrified. So she looks at me and she says, it's okay. We're getting ready to leave. And she's playing my mind like the horn section in a symphony orchestra, which I wrote down here. And she said, by the way, Greg, you look pretty good for a guy approaching 70. And then she says, and so forgiveness comes in all, all, all flavors. And then, and then, and then she said, um, she smiled and then added in jest, you know, Greg, if I wasn't a lesbian and you stayed straight, maybe we might be attracted to one another. And this is the path. And, and when I said Alzheimer's cuts through it's bipart. I mean, I love this woman. She could be my sister. She, you know, and we, we could joke about things. Right. And um, I was horrified, but, you know, she, she, it, it, that's the way life ought to be. And so if right. anyone's listening, faith, hope, and humor. And, and, and if Reverend Lind is listening, I'll, I'll play this for her. She got the biggest kick out of the, out of the piece. Great. And then we had dinner after that, months later. You're, 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 such, a, you're such a beautiful person I, that I, I I love that story for for so many yeah. in so many different ways but I also just metaphorically it's like why not start an interaction off with the most n literally naked and embarrassing and raw and vulnerable thing you can say and 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 I know you well, didn't do it on a naked purpose. raw subject Right, I know you didn't do it on purpose, but it's actually such no. a metaphor for, for how you go through life in in a way that you just you go through, you go to people and you open yourself up, and you are open, and and people respond well, to that openness, and you know you and I have talked a lot about, yeah, I I wish I I could have spent time with you before you had to deal with these several different you know maladies that you're dealing with at the same time. But um, but I'm sure that 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 essential openness was exactly the same. I'm not sure, you know, which set of siblings it came from. I know you you had a bunch of them, or your parents. But 
or your grandparents or whatever it was, but somehow along Somewhere the way... Somewhere in Ireland. Yeah. You, you had this sense of openness, which, which really... Um, uh, I can't say that I have the same level of it. I wish I did. I'd, I, I'd, I'd like to think that I strive toward, you know, toward that as, as a human being, but you're there, man. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm jealous of that. Well, it, it, it jump-started a conversation that's always difficult with, with humor, and it allowed us, because of that, to get into other things about our lives, which we talked about, and she also talked to me about my cancer, which I'm not treating for reasons that we had talked about before. There is no cure for this disease right now, and I don't want to take my family to the stage where my parents and grandparents went. But um, but we could, you have to open it up with faith, hope, and humor to have a conversation like that. And, and in that moment when I'm standing there dripping wet, um, not only was I so upset, my self-esteem was in the toilet. I, 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 I felt, you know, take me now, Lord. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Well, and she pulled me right back. You you bounced right she back. She pulled me. She pulled me right back. Yeah. And, and I, now and, and love, now you're telling the story on a national, uh, on a national international medium, and it's it's going out all over the world. So uh, we should probably include a picture of you uh, naked, and I'll throw one in of me to no. feel like we sh- we should even <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah. Uh, Chest- I'm going to send Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt's picture, okay? Exactly. We <laughs> and, could do a lo- have someone put my face on. We it. could do a little photoshopping, and uh, and Greg, thank you for uh, for sharing almost everything about yourself today. Well, uh, it, 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 this takes this will take four seconds, but yeah, go. I'd I'd like to read a quote, which again I have in front of me, um, and it's an encouraging quote about moving forward. Um, that's what this journey is. It, it, it's about the courage to move forward and, um, and dealing with your demons and, and accepting that and realizing that we're all, we're, we all have souls and it doesn't matter what your, your color of your skin is or your political beliefs or your religion or gender or anything like that. And it's about when something's taken away from you. And someone sent this quote to me. Um, it's a, by a gentleman, uh, Jose Naris. Uh, the book he wrote uh, is a story of faith, hope, and love. Quote, to get something you never had, you have to do something you never did. When God takes something from your grasp, the Lord is not punishing you, but merely opening your hands to receive something better. Oh, that's beautiful. And that's encouraging to me. Um, Anything that encourages you encourages me. Uh, Greg, thanks for spending time with me. I'm looking forward to uh, to an, a whole season of these conversations, and um, and hopefully we are a few of our words here and there are resonating with with some other folks out there. That's it for well, our show thank today. You, Love you, brother. Love you. Uh, here at our that's it for our show today. Here at WCAI, our engineer was the great Dan Tridel. Thank you, Dan. The Forgetting is a production of WCAI in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. Our producer is the one and only Sean Corcoran. Thank you, Sean. Um, I'm down here in Brooklyn, and uh, we want to mention also that our theme music, as always, was composed and produced by the amazing Dr. Rudy Tanzi. Uh, Thank you, thank you, Rudy, uh, for everything you do and for your friendship. Uh, And Greg, uh, 
you still owe me a hundred bucks, and I don't know how many times I'm going to have to keep reminding you that, but I'm, I'm ready well, for it. I'll find a way to get it to you, okay? Maybe in the next life. <laughs> I don't think that's going to work for me. <laughs> I Take know, care. Do they have money in heaven, or maybe, maybe you just get a, a credit card? We can argue about that it. next time. All Great right. talking to you. Be well. All right. Love you. Take care.